This podcast is made possible by Host Analytics and U.S. Bank. This is episode 311. Traditional decision-making models are, are needs an upgrade to, to stay up with the speed of change that is happening outside. We in Siemens Healthcare, we a couple of years ago, we started a project basically focused on innovation management and what is the CFO's role in capital allocation. And as you can very well imagine, if you have a head of R&D who has been um, experienced for 30, 40 years in in, in, in kind of hardcore technological area, and he's had a lot of successes, to have a discussion with him, it, it, it needs to be based on certain facts and it needs to be based on certain structure. So what we developed is, uh, we developed a framework to assess risk and returns out of the R&D investments. From Middle Market Media, this is CFO Thought Leader, where we speak to finance leaders about driving change within their organizations. Hi, it's Jack Sweeney. On today's show, we're going to take a deep dive with you on the concept of innovation management. It was nearly a year ago that the CFO of Siemens Molecular Imaging, Nitin Gupta, joined us on CFO Thought Leader and touched on the subject we've only become more intrigued by. But this important discussion has remained hidden in our archive. We'll call it a lost gem. And so we're repackaging Gupta's thoughts, and we've applied some greater focus, insight, and analysis to create a standalone episode on the subject. Our innovation management episode begins after these words from our sponsor. It's no secret finance professionals are dealing with some pretty complex problems these days. Now more than ever, they need tools that can help them streamline complex workflows and focus on bigger strategic issues. By bringing your finance organization together on a single cloud platform, Host Analytics automates everyday processes that would otherwise slow you down. By streamlining your planning, modeling, consolidation, reporting, and analytics, Host helps you connect your organization so you can react more quickly to changing conditions and make better business decisions to optimize performance. Let Host Analytics be your partner in leading the evolution of your business. We developed the concept over a period of 12 to 18 months. Uh, there was a clear top management uh, sponsorship and mandate, and that, of course, has always supports. Um, and at the end, I think um, what was critical uh, in changing the mindset, because this also involves a lot of mindset and cultural thinking, um, was the fact that this was not just treated as a reporting tool. Uh, that is very important. This was not a reporting tool. 
this was a decision-making tool at the end of the day for the business managers to invest in a in a structured way to evaluate an investment decision and 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 stand by it. Actually, it gave them more comfort knowing the facts in the structured manner. That approach was really a framework that Siemens created to help it uh, implement innovation management. And, and to quickly boil down the concept of innovation management, basically innovation management means how do we make certain that we invest our capital in the right opportunities in order to get the biggest bang for the buck. Now, Siemens is not a financial company, clearly. It's very much a, a technology-oriented company, and its core know-how really is is technology based on chemistry math physics and so this company is uh, very much focused on uh, sort of the technological details of things and historically it's been its engineers who uh, would be deciding where to invest and how to get the money to invest and they were really quite successful uh, according to Gupta uh, but the world in the marketplace uh, for Siemens products, like a lot of other uh, marketplaces, is experiencing change. Historically and traditionally, we, being a niche boutique market with a highly technological orientation in terms of our portfolio, we used to discuss our portfolio, our our um, offers with radiologists. Now, suddenly, the radiologists are fading away from the procurement decisions in the front line. They are, of course, they're in the back uh, back end, but the IDNs are being, uh, they negotiate through the procurement department. So our interfaces, the people that we have had contact and relationships for years and years, um, are suddenly shifting. To explain it simply, um, uh, today you go to uh, you 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 break your leg. Let's say you go to the doctor, you get a X-ray, you get the treatment, and the doctor bills it to the insurance company. No questions asked. If they are in the reimbursement code list, uh, the insurance company pays. Um, that's as simple as that. And and th this is what happens today. Tomorrow. Uh, and when I say tomorrow means most likely 2018 um, or in the next couple of years, what will happen is um, the insurance company will only pay if the broken leg is completely repaired within a certain time and, they, and the patient does not have to come back to the hospital uh, for a second treatment because it was not done before. So imagine the pressure on the hospital of improving the quality of care and managing costs completely down. So with this dynamic and with this dramatic shift in their revenue streams, uh, what they are, uh, what they suddenly are doing is they are tightening their bells and they are trying to do group procurements. So what does that mean? That means the hospitals are, are consolidating as we see in the US. Um, there are IDNs, integrated delivery networks, being established. And when they procure, they procure um, equipment for 10, 20 hospitals together. So for us, the volume increases, but also the discussions are more tougher. 
For years, the customers of Siemens imaging products were radiologists who interacted directly with patients and rendered their diagnoses. But these radiologists and their imaging machines were mostly in the back room. The shift that Siemens and other technology providers are now experiencing is perhaps more visible in the front room. Increasingly, if a hospital admits a patient, it better be certain that that patient requires admittance, or an insurer may find cause not to reimburse the hospital. In the future, the easiest way for a hospital to receive reimbursement is to make certain the patient doesn't come back. And so thanks in part to America's insurance industry, the focus of healthcare inside the U.S. is increasingly on improving the quality of care in the shortest period of time. And so hospitals are seeking to better assess their patient needs in the front office. For Siemens, this means an opportunity to supply more imaging devices at the entrance of the hospital rather than at the back. However, the customer at the front is no longer a radiologist, but very often a procurement specialist, a significant change in customer identity that's led Siemens to bring forth an innovation management framework. And as you can very well imagine, um, if you have... um, a head of R&D who has been um, experienced for 30, 40 years in in in, in kind of hardcore technological uh, area, and he's had a lot of successes. And to have a discussion with him, it 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 needs to be based on certain facts and it needs to be based on certain structure. So what we developed is uh, we developed a framework to assess risk and returns out of the R&D investments. Basically, we implemented KPIs to review R&D investments from an investor's perspective, but in a very transparent manner. There were a lot of benefits that we that we uh, targeted to achieve, and which we which we have achieved over over the last three four years. And what the, what this framework does is it provides objective and structured approach to R&D allocations across different portfolios. It helps balances. The balances the innovation perspective, that is technological and clinical benefits that that we are known for, along with the financial merits for that particular investment. It also provides governance, processes, and a structured decision-making criteria on an individual project level. It facilitates fact-based discussions and decision-making, and of course, it harmonizes the R&D planning, so to say, across different uh, portfolios that we might have. Thought Leader listeners, don't go anywhere. We'll have more of our feature after these words from our sponsor. You want smart, clear, and honest guidance to help you meet the financial goals of your middle market business. With U.S. Bank, you have a partner who will help you find the right solutions to help your organization reduce payment costs, enhance control, improve cash flow, and expand your spend visibility. U.S. Bank's dedication to making ethical decisions and doing the right thing is at the heart of what they do, and their efforts haven't gone unnoticed. They've been named a 2017 World's Most Ethical Company for the third consecutive year by the Ethisphere Institute. To learn more, visit uspayment.com slash middle market.
Nitin, could you provide uh, perhaps a, a summary of uh, this this framework and what that the key KPIs are that are part of it? How it works is basically that we collect all the relevant information from uh, from a particular project in four categories. First one being the market, where we have um, KPIs like uh, R&D cost per different price segments that we have. Market attractiveness, which basically means how much R&D cost we do we need to spend in different uh, market size versus uh, where are the profit pools. Uh, it could be future revenue drivers, which segment of market is growing f- faster, whether it's the high-end segment or now being, you know, wh- wh- when you have mass procurement, you basically need a machine which is um, which is being used for high volume rather than clinical research uh, uh, machines. So markets is a very important perspective that we need to have when we talk about investments. Um, the second category that we look at is projects. Projects basically meaning what is the level of innovation that we want to put in, into that project, whether it's um, e- equipment innovation versus serviceability innovation, or do we have uh, um, how, how deep we go into the design-to-cost projects versus um, uh, value proposition or increasing the price through the value propositions and so on. And then that leads me to the third category, which is the financials, and those are hardcore financial KPIs like risk return profile. For every dollar that I spend in R&D, how much dollar do I get in return? What is the, um, this was an interesting one, what is the hockey stickiness? You know, normally the hockey stick curves are where you invest upfront and you get returns in the later uh, stage of the project, and we said, we need to know how much time is required to generate 50% of the profit relative to the total life cycle. Capital lock-in period, uh, return on uh, investments or or uh, time to recover or to recover the investments and so on and so forth. And the fourth category was resources, which is basically where do you deploy your resources, high-end, low-end, low uh, low-cost uh, countries or high-cost high, high cost countries because there are some of the core technologies which are absolutely available only in, in the U.S. that we have because historically the the physics and the core technology around our machines are based in, in, in Tennessee. So we, we, we have to go there for the core technologies and that, that is, that makes more sense. Um, number of people allocated to the project and so on and so forth. So these were the four categories that we developed and we developed a sort of data queue which generates fact-based structured cockpit and investment, investment profile on these four categories and generates 23 KPIs, which helps us decide how to look at the investment proposal. One of the key uh, aspects of this is um, the risk assessment, and the CFO has the ownership of deciding what discount rate do you apply in the business case. And the discount rate is basically the working cost of capital plus the risk factor. And the risk factor comes from three different perspectives. New technologies, how big is the risk if you introduce a new technology, uh, operational uh, implementation of the innovation project, or 
what's the market risk? I mean, we might come up with a fantastic technology, but if there is no customer to buy it, then then of course, or there's a disruption from a different startup, then of course there's a huge market risk as well. So these three risk factors, we uh, we do a thorough risk workshop with the, with all the key players and agree a discount rate, which we put it into our business case and then calculate the NPVs or discounted cash flow. So in short, um, the CFO at the end has the power to decide what discount rate to apply for a project and show the returns in a very, very transparent and a fact-based manner. Thank you for listening, and many thanks to, of course, Nitin Gupta, CFO of Siemens Molecular Imaging Systems, for providing us this overview on innovation management. It's Jack Sweeney with a quick note that CFO Thought Leader now has a quarterly print magazine. That's right, print. Each issue will profile 25 different CFOs. Let me repeat that, 25 CFOs. Other uh, print publications are lucky if they're able to bring you five CFOs per issue. What we understand is that you want to consume content in multiple ways. But wait a minute, there's something more here. We wanted this print magazine to be a podcast companion. So when you receive it, we want you to quickly thumb through it and maybe identify which episodes you have missed. We want you to dog ear those pages, as well as uh, perhaps the pages that feature CFOs from episodes you already listened to but found maybe a little extra value from. 12 months later, you will have a library of 100 CFO profiles highlighted with your insights or comments alongside the CFO thought leaders. Now, how much are we charging for this one-of-a-kind 100 CFO profile library? Annual subscriptions are $119. We think that's reasonable. We thought about it a little bit, but that's, that's what we came up with. Uh, visit us and subscribe to CFO Thought Leader magazine at cfothoughtleader.com, where the future of finance is listening. Mm-hmm.